Psalm 1-3, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. I want to continue meditating on this verse, and what I want you to think about this morning, what does it mean to be like a tree that is planted? He is like a tree planted. The tree does not just grow there. That's not its natural habitat. You know, we have a saying that is bloom where you've been planted, but it assumes that you've been planted somewhere. And here the image is not of a wild tree that just sprouts up and blooms wherever it just happened to spring up. It's been planted there, planted by someone, planted by another. This is something that's done to the tree. It has been removed from its original location and planted. And this is a metaphor for God's action in salvation. The action is God's. We are God's workmanship. It is by the grace of God that we are what we are. And in order for the tree to be planted, first the soil has to be dug up. And that's always the first step. 
And that's what happens when we start to feel the, the stirring, the digging up, the spade work of cutting things that are out and breaking up the hard ground. This is the work of repentance and conviction and the desire to change where our heart gets stirred up and it gets jostled around. And depending on how hard the soil is, that will shape how much work has to go into breaking up the ground. But if you're a Christian today, one of the beautiful truths is that you've been planted. And then notice it's planted by streams of water, not by a stream, but streams of water. There are multiple sources to bring you life in every stage. There's multiple streams of nourishment. It's not planted in a wilderness or planted in a desert or planted by a mountain. Now, you might have to pass through the wilderness. You might have to pass through the desert, but you've been planted by streams of water. And one of the great graces of the Lord is the many different avenues that he's given to bring us life, the many different channels. The theological term for this is the means of grace. And one of our great commitments at our church is we are a church committed to the ordinary means of grace. That means there are ordinary ways that God normally uses, ordinary things that he uses to be the living water that streams into your life. It's things like worship. It's the word. It's prayer. It's other Christians. These are the ordinary means. But the beautiful thing is, is that even in certain seasons where one of those runs dry, you have other streams of water. And you need to know what they are. You need to make sure that you are tapping into all of them. You need to have access to all of them. Now, the natural disposition of whatever type tree we are, we will naturally gravitate to one of those things. There are certain things that will be more effective in filling us up than other things. So, for example, Cynthia's much um, music is much more a powerful means of filling her up than it is for me. For me, it's word and study. Often when she needs to be refreshed, she needs to sing. And when I need to be refreshed, I need to read. But we need all of these things. You need them all. I can remember one time of deep spiritual dryness where I was going through the desert and felt like all my streams had run dry. And I remember very poignantly sitting in a pastor's conference in Louisville, Kentucky, with 10,000 other pastors and a cappella singing, Holy, Holy, Holy. And as, as we were singing that song, um, the Lord used the force of all those voices to break through my hard heart and just filled me with life. And it was as if the Spirit whispered to me in that moment that you can't think your way out of this. You'll have to sing your way out of it. But the beautiful thing is that we've been given multiple streams that can feed us and fill us. The Word, worship, prayer, other Christians, you need them all. And here we see 
that we've been planted by streams of water. You know, your soul is a lot like real estate. What are the three laws of real estate? Location, location, location. And if your soul is going to thrive, what are the three laws of soul thriving? Location, location, location. And the only location that matters is are you in Christ? That's Paul's favorite metaphor for the Christian life. Are you in him? Have you been planted in Christ? Have you been through this process in some shape or form? Have you been aware of the digging and the breaking up and the preparation? And have you known what it is to have his blessed hands taking hold of you and putting you in Christ so that you know that you're a new man or a new woman? Or have you always had the idea that somehow you have to do this? You have to pull yourself up by your spiritual bootstraps and you're the one. If, if it's going to happen, you have to do it yourself. The image here is that the great gift of being a Christian is knowing that he, through the Spirit, has taken you and planted you and engrafted you into Christ himself. And now you can say, Christ is my life. I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Can you say that today? And if you can, do you know how blessed you are? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. 